Nintendo, Nintendo stuff. stuff. Separated by cosmic cabinets, no longer Brandon, Paul, and Logan are broadcasting Nintendo stuff live from the break room arcade. Wow, <laughs> big hair mood. I I woke up like this. <laughs> I love it. You know, Thank the you. only thing better than doing a podcast with you guys is just sitting here quietly next to you guys, just enjoying the energy and the vibes you give off. I was hoping you were gonna say sleep. Sleep is pretty no. good. No, actually, I'm actually in a sleep pretty, is pretty good, pretty chill mood, because there's a there's a few games coming out that uh, bring out my inner chill. Yes, we're about a month away from the big Lego boy Jurassic game. Park. Absolutely, <laughs> Animal Crossing New Horizons about a month out. Don't make jokes <laughs> about Lego Jurassic Park. Is that your favorite game? It is. It's the best game. It's up there with, you know, Half-Life 2 and uh, Cory in the House. Portal 2 and uh, Did you see the Cory in the Bros. Three Houses meme? Did it was I really said oh, that to you? That was oh, a good one. it may have been you, yeah. <laughs> no, I I mean I sent that one around for sure. I don't know. I sent everything to everyone. You know, speaking always. of Three Houses, you're finally playing it. I'm finally playing Congratulations. it. Congratulations. It took how like, many weeks? Well, you know what I fear? I fear that it'll go dark for another few weeks because I haven't played in the last few days. And then it'll just be like, okay, Logan, when are you getting back to it? Like, oh, I'm bored of it now. Start playing it again. It feels fresh. It feels new. It feels exciting. Um, I I don't actually anticipate that's what's going to happen. But, uh, yes, I've been playing it. I've been enjoying it. Um, Right now I'm really anxious to be able to recruit like you know Raphael not Raphael I mean there's a bunch that I'm like I don't know exactly I want some more magic users but also I realize I need some more tanks you, you know? want Dedu and you can't recruit him unless you're well unless you're from that house but what house are you playing through like, uh, what, Golden Deer Golden the only Deer? correct choice he already has access to Raphael um, Dimitri is oh. the correct choice Dimitri oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I love Dimitri, if you guys are wondering. Dimitri's Dimitri? life is not full of symmetry. Guys, Doug Dimitri. Dimitri. <laughs> Dimitri. I like how you had to struggle through that. <laughs> but yeah, no, that game is really great, and so is the character of Byleth uh, in both three houses. And in Smash Bros. I got to play Byleth uh, this this afternoon for a few matches. With I'm Jeremy. glad this finally happened. Yeah, I was like, oh, maybe I should. I, maybe I before should the play. Nintendo podcast we do every yeah, week, right? I should play as the new character <laughs> in Smash Bros. I just maybe. haven't gotten around to it. You know, I was two and two and two, uh, two and two, two two and two, two and two three houses. Two and two three houses video <laughs> game. Yeah, Byleth is pretty great. Um, it's funny, like, how all the Byleth haters just kind of fell silent as soon as Byleth came out. Like, I haven't... And they're just making noise. They didn't have anything from the start. Well, yeah, but also, like, I see a lot of people who were detractors on Twitter who are now saying that Byleth's one of their favorite characters to play, which is really funny to me. Oh, gosh. It's almost as though Sakurai made a fun character. Maybe that's what he knows how to do real well. Maybe he did that, like, four times back to back to back and it would have been good odds that he would have managed a fifth time too but you'd think i got the chance to play against uh johnny's link uh and that was really interesting trying to just like coordinate like 
Because you have to get the timing down. You know, a lot of those like moves, like you have to commit to, and like yeah. it's blatantly clear once you actually get the controller in your hand and start feeling by without that. Oh man, okay, so I have to really anticipate. Uh, you know, these areas. Thankfully, they're like they're bigger attacks. They're stronger attacks. That's true. Byleth, amongst the cast, seems to be able to kill pretty early. Oh like, yeah, even more so than characters like Ganondorf, and it's really mm -hmm. surprising to me. Well, I'm, I'm finally getting around to doing something I should have done, God, months of the, months ago, years ago, over a year now. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm finally getting around to playing World of Light, and uh, I just, I said it to stupid easy. I pick Byleth, and it's just not even fair. I can, in most cases, one shot or two shot most opponents. I just, as soon as it char or starts, charge the arrow, and the arrow usually takes care of it. If it doesn't, you know, a good down air, a good um, side B, handles a the good situation. grapple, like just throw, toss them off the edge, grapple them over the ledge. <sighs> I did that to Johnny earlier. He was off the ledge, and I was like coming up under him. And I hit him with that up B and just meteored him. It's such a good move. It's so good. There's a lot of opportunity to, like, get those charge attacks in, too. Like, you can grapple to kind of throw them off. Um, if you, especially the downer. I've had a lot of fun. You okay? You're not going to die there? I thought my mic was about to fall. <laughs> We're good. I've, I've had a lot of fun with that down air and breaking shields. And then using that to charge the side B. We should talk about that. Like, Byleth has... No chill. Like three or four different attacks that can break shields. I think every attack that uses the axe can break shields, and the fully charged arrow from Fail Knot can also break shields. <laughs> it's really, really fun. What's funny is when you get a shield break with down B, like the most optimal punish in most cases is just to use down B again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I find Byleth really cool. I love that... I, when I first saw like the trailer, I didn't know how much the different weapons were actually going to like change this character up. But I found like you know you prioritize your kill moves and your shield breaks with the axe. You prioritize spacing with the spear or the lance rather, mm -hmm. um, and like your quick jabs and like you know combo starters. Those are your sword attacks, and then obviously the the bow is just for spacing, but it's right. crazy. Like how much versatility you have with all of the weapons available to you. Like there, I've thought a lot with Santi when Byleth came out. And like one of the things we would often do is like trap each other into the side smash because this, you can side smash somebody from like another dimension. It's like, it's got so much range. It probably has about the same amount of range as Mega Man's forward smash, which you is a projectile. You can almost say that same thing about just the grapple, because some of the recoveries I've been able to make yeah. are, like, impossible. Like, it doesn't even make sense. It feels broken, and I love it to death. Not only can, like, you grapple the ledge, but you can grapple walls, and you can grapple the underside of stages. So... Yeah. One time on accident, I grappled the underside of Battlefield, and it was, like, a really specific spot that I had to do it in. Um, but once I started doing that, like, I, I started purposefully falling off the stage to see if I could do it. Um, yeah, and it makes up for the fact that Byleth basically has no horizontal recovery. The up B does, you know, it does do the horizontal recovery, and it does grapple the ledge from the sides, but it's not nearly as far, mm -hmm. like, if you're below. Mm -hmm. 
I think the luckiest you can get it is if your opponent decides to try to punish you. And you just grab, grab off them. of them to get back yeah. higher up. Also, the up B doesn't put you in a free fall, so you can just keep throwing it out. Now, I think you can only grapple three times midair before it just stops working. <laughs> so there's a limit. I didn't realize that about it. That yeah. makes it Feels that like, much more fun. Yeah. Almost OP. Like, if you're grappling at, like, people, like, I mean... It only spikes at about 40% and higher, I think. So if they're lower than that, they will just get sent off to the side. Okay. Just a little bit away from you. That said, that opens up another possibility. Because if you up B and grapple when they're at 0%, you can grapple right into a neutral air. And that's actually the ladder combo that can kill DKs from zero. And only DK. DK. You up B into neutral air, and then you up B again into neutral air, and then DK dies off the top. That's Real so quick, funny. That's awful. I've not been having my pulse on the Smash community since Violet dropped, but, I mean, are there any complaints about, like, him being OP or anything like along those no lines? No OP complaints. Mostly the complaints I've been seeing is that Byleth is too slow and lacks a lot of mobility. For a reason, but... Yeah. No, and it should be like that because Byleth's attacks kill really early and a lot of them are high power, high, um, high knockback. Mm-hmm. So right now, if I were to give it a personal guess, I'd say Byleth will probably rank high low tier to low mid tier. Um... So don't Sorry, exp- it's taking me a couple extra seconds to process that because I'm tired. <laughs> so, like, if I was going to, like, A to F, I'd probably say, like, D or C. Okay. I don't think Byleth is going to be a game breaker, but they said the same thing about Joker, and now Joker's the top of the game. Yeah. I mean, and, again, like, with patch and updates, all this other stuff, it's going to change. But, I mean, like, as of now, like, I could see how, like, generally just falling mid-tier would make sense for somebody like Byleth because I was I was having some struggle I mean I'm not a great I'm not a great smash player let's get that out of the way but like I don't know like sometimes like getting a grip on it and trying to make the right timing and like it, it is about timing because like you can't waste it you're not there's not like a bunch of quick attacks you know Byleth will play really well in the hands of people who are great at reading their opponent mm-hmm. like you know it's not going to be about characters like Joker who are all about like technical skill and speed. Mm-hmm. Um, because with Byleth, like if you can read what's going to happen to you, typically you'll be able to counteract with one of your moves. That said, like the window is so short on most of those attacks and like the windup is so long that, you know, you're really risking a lot of damage. Once you're in, you know, there's good combo potential. You can, in some cases you can kill, like, as soon as you get an opening, <laughs> which is great, but uh, I've seen in competitive Smash that typically the faster characters with more combos mm-hmm. tend to do better because, um, you know, slower characters just can't land any attacks. Right. But mm-hmm. that's changed a little bit with Smash Ultimate. You see Ganondorf players, you see King K. Rule, you see a lot of Ike, which, uh, thank God. <laughs> um, you bandwagoner. Oh, yeah. Uh, me, the, the Ike bandwagoner. <laughs> Luckily, all that hype died down, so it's just back to me again. Uh, but, yeah, I think Byleth's a great addition to the game, and I don't know. I feel like Byleth is the most Smash character we've gotten out of the five. Like, everyone has, like, a really cool, like, unique mechanic where Byleth's mechanic just plays directly into how Smash already works. 
right. where the attacks are just mapped to those specific buttons, um, but they offer different types of range and attack power. Uh, that There's like the different classes in Fire Emblem, so it's again one of those situations where yeah. Sakurai made a character that represents plays. the series. Yeah. And it's also different from the other Fire Emblem characters. This is the fourth or fifth unique moveset in the Fire Emblem series. There's only really just uh, Martha and Lucina, and Roy used to be a clone, but that's not necessarily true anymore, and now Roy and Krom. Hmm. But, you, you know, you put those two together, and then you still have Corrin, Robin, Ike, uh, and Byleth. Yep. That's a lot of variety. So. I think the last three have gotten, like, closer to representing Fire Emblem, I'd say, better. Yeah. Byleth, I think, is probably... Like my number one, like most Fire Emblem esque character. Yeah, Byleth is the Fire Emblem character, if you ask me. And that's supposed to be Marth, but, you know, Marth only had so much material to go off of, and the West wasn't familiar with him back then. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think, like, you know, at that time, Marth was just, like, the iconic character, and now we're getting to a point where, like, obviously there's a lot of notoriety surrounding the series nowadays, yeah. especially with Three Houses, you know. Uh, with no, all the memes, what's like the the, the highest selling game in the series, and and I think the highest rated too. I'm I'm not sure about highest rated, but I you know even if it's not the highest rated, like they're pretty close. close yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, but yeah, they just kind of knocked it out of the park. They keep pushing the series into new like you know new places. They're stretching new muscles, all this other stuff, um, and this avatar character you know that represents this game Mm -hmm. um that's what we get and so i feel like like there was the old right and that was the the old guard right it was marth it was roy but you're getting some new reps and they deserve you know to be in the spotlight with some of these other characters i can't remember who made this point but i think it's a good one uh, you know, a lot of people are complaining about just the sheer number of Fire Emblem characters that are in the game. You know, they're making the jokes, making the memes. Oh, it's Fire Emblem Ultimate, not Smash Brothers Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you look at franchises like Metroid and The Legend of Zelda, who only have a few reps, but, like, with all of their games, it usually is the primary cast that we already have available in Smash Brothers. When you mm-hmm. look at Fire Emblem, there isn't a recurring cast. Every game has its own protagonist. So that just lends itself to more characters. Yeah, I mean, we do, like, have three different types of links, but, I mean, would you want another Link? Yeah, like... Would you want another Zelda? If they're going (laughs) to add another character, it it would end up being a side character from a one-off game, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not the same with Fire Emblem, because now we're getting protagonists from several generations of Fire Emblem. I think you can build a better case for that. Not to say mm-hmm. that I don't th- want to play as Prince Sidon in Smash Brothers, <laughs> but uh, just, you know, a little g- mental gymnastics justification. Uh, but that said, you know, Byleth is out. Byleth has come and gone. We're entering February, which has DLC for Fire Emblem Three Houses coming out on the 13th, Ooh. which is the new side story, which I still don't know if it's a full route or not, but it is a fourth house. Uh, so I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that. I am going to buy it because I really like that I'll game. I'll probably wait on it. Unless <laughs> I, I finish the game here. Beat the game, yes. I was like halfway through my first like playthrough and I just bought it. I I love that game. It's I, so I knew I was going to get around to playing it eventually. I wasn't quite sure when. I still don't know when, but 
Eventually, I want to do all the other routes. Um, I want to do the DLC. I just want to do everything that's available in that game. I love it. Yeah, it really is like top of its class. So that's something to look forward to here in this February. I don't think there's anything else really in the Nintendo sphere that comes out necessarily in this month. But that's why. Yeah. Yeah, right? Trying to think. Ah, yeah. Everything I can right. think of is like a mobile game event, like the Dragalia Lost Monster Hunter event, which is currently taking place. Uh, by the way, I reinstalled the game just to look at all that stuff, and I ended up pulling every single Monster Hunter related thing available. <laughs> Lucky. I know my fiance is. She was complaining just this morning about not pulling a hunter. Oh. <laughs> I got Rathalos, which is important, but. I uh, so Fatalis is a, like a level five legendary pull, and I got him twice in the first pull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I have heard that the uh, the polls the pull rates for like rare things have been uh, increased in Dragalia Lost to make it easier. That's good. Yeah, you know, coming back to Dragalia Lost so much longer later, like, still think it's the best Nintendo mobile game. It's really good. I would actually love to see a lot more of that. Yeah, they did a they did something very special there. It's a good game. It's honestly surprising, like how solid it is. Of yeah. all the ones that they made, I think it's the one I actually like played the most, and it's the one that I could actually see myself sitting there and just playing, not yeah. on the toilet, not on a car <laughs> drive, just like in my living room, you know, vegging out, playing Dragalia Lost. It kind of sounds like they gotcha. Well, I mean, we need to ask you to leave. Um, <laughs> you're banned from this podcast. Since the game came out, I haven't spent any money on it. I mean, that's good. I mean, but it also is like their top earning like mobile game too. Yeah, but I uh, mean, besides, I think part of that just you know maybe Mario Kart. I think part of that is just the fact that it is a quality game too. Oh yeah. Um, the prices from what I've seen are fair. They're not anything like the Fire Emblem heroes uh subscription model that was just revealed yesterday 9.95 a month it costs five times the amount of nintendo switch online for one year no but that's, sound, that's no. a conversation that's... for another day but but why is it bad i thought like the was pokemon home pricing i looked at that we we're gonna get to that yeah i misread the numbers initially so i thought it was like the month like that for the year subscription, I thought that was the monthly price. Oh, and I was really like, bad. I was really upset. Fire, what is, what are they doing? I mean, it's still a popular release, so like they're just gonna keep driving up prices if people are gonna pay for them. That's the sad truth of that whole thing. It seems like so far removed from how they've been approaching their mobile game so far, because all of them have seemed like fairly reasonable you didn't have to pump a lot of money into them to keep playing fire emblem was like the crowning achievement of that too because like it just gave you summoning orbs basically mm -hmm. yeah i didn't spend any money in that game and it seems like that part of it really hasn't changed but they are making more ways to monetize it i guess it's fair but it's not necessarily a bad thing but also who would want to pay for that <laughs> i guess if you're you're really crazy about it and you keep dumping 10 bucks a month into it then maybe, but... And not to out, like, the Jaywitz, you know, popular YouTuber, one I look up to very much. Um, like, he stopped playing the game, I think, because in one year he had spent, like, two grand in that game. Wow. Imagine having two grand to just spend in a game. Well, that's one thing, but also, like, he looked at that and he's like, I need to stop playing. Yeah. Because this is clearly unhealthy. Mm -hmm. um, 
But I, I imagine they're probably just targeting whales. Like, these are the people who are going to spend the money anyway, so mm-hmm. they might as well just make it. Right. Well, if you're spending... That's a conversation. Two grand a year, er, a year in the... Um, I'm like, then I can understand. Hey, how about you just pay ten bucks a month, and uh, we'll call it even. Yeah, my thing it always gets back to is like, there's diminishing returns with like how fun it can get. Like, if I'm enjoying it without having to spend any money, so be it. Mm-hmm. But like the moment I feel like I like am really compelled to spend money in that kind of stuff, like that's when I start weighing like how much if at all you know because like for a lot of these things and i think nintendo kind of you know talked about this before they started releasing these mobile games is like draw it back to the switch like at a certain point i'm not playing mario kart tour um or if i am like i don't feel compelled compelled to like spend any money on it because at that point i could just be playing mario kart deluxe Mm -hmm. you know so i mean the same thing with a lot of these things though dragalia loss obviously is a little bit different uh in terms of you know, it's not a pre-existing. It is a new franchise. IP, yeah. and I think that plays to its benefit in its game. Um, Don says these passes are made to create a fear of missing out. Unique cookies in Animal Crossing, special rewards in Mario Kart Tour, and exclusive characters in Fire Emblem Heroes. Whales hate missing out on stuff, and I think he hit the nail right on the head. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Um, Nintendo's mobile strategy aside. Uh, now that Byleth is out, and we have a generally blank February, it's direct time. I think you're right, and I, I, obviously there's no basis for this other than, like, you know, get a sense for the timing. Like, it's getting close. Like, there's going to be a direct before mm-hmm. this game is out. Yeah. We, well, we, after March, in the whale that that is, what is there? Yeah, it's basically a blank slate. We know Expansion about... Expansion pass... Expansion pass, that's it. Well, and Xenoblade Chronicles, which doesn't have a date yet, but it is coming out this year, hopefully. <laughs> Probably, I'm I'm betting on May. Yeah, since so many retailers have come out yeah. and said May, um, it makes the most sense too. It's something that like we don't know about that could be placed fairly early on to kind of bridge the gap between the later year games. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been Nintendo's strategy for the last couple of years. It's like we only hear about the first six months, you know, at the end of the previous year and like in the first couple of months of that year. And then we don't hear anything about part two of the year until E3 and they just lay it all out for you. Uh, and I think mm. that's a trend that they're just going to keep doing because it seems to work well for them. Yeah. I mean, it honestly sounds like with how much. Like, we haven't... Like, you know, last year was all right with games. Like, there was a few good ones. Uh, but it wasn't packed, like, some years. And I feel like... It wasn't packed, but I think they were also, like, betting on Smash DLC a lot. No, and certainly that helped. And, you know, I think Nintendo does a really good job pacing these things, you yeah. know? Uh, so I feel like, yeah, it's kind of hard to say that they would wait, wait much longer. Especially with, like all of this you know promotional material just being dropped for animal crossing like they are in full swing in terms of like getting the word out about animal crossing yeah we're 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 getting to that point where the dump's gonna happen so it's yeah i mean outside of okay here's the game's coming out here's some more information um xenoblade chronicles remake uh is coming out you know may what else are we going to hear about? 
If it's anything like it was last year, we might get a new first party reveal at the beginning of the Direct and an additional one at the end. Because I think last February is when we got Super Mario Maker 2 at the beginning and The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening at the end. And that fell on February 13th. So we are, you know, a little under two weeks away from that. So mm -hmm. it's either going to be this next week, the week after that. I'd be really surprised if we wait until March before, like, any kind of presentation. That would, like, leave... I, I'd leave a lot of space between now and when those that last couple games of March actually drop. Because I think they're, like, aren't they all later March? I think Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is in the first half of the month. But that's yeah. not necessarily, like, something that they're going to be pushing super hard. Right. And that doesn't say, that's not to say that it's not a game I'm looking forward to, because it is. But uh, that's that's not going to be a top biller. But It's probably going to just sell well because it's Pokemon. Yeah. And they're going to want to leave the window open for Animal Crossing, because it's already going to be uh, competing with Doom Eternal. <laughs> uh, no. I mean, yes. Well, that's what the no. quote's for, because yeah. I don't think It'll those It'll be competing for me, but I think I'm going to have enough money to just drop money on both at the same time. Don wants to correct us about 2019. He says, uh, between June and December of 2019, Nintendo published 15 games. That doesn't mean all of them are, you know, through the roof incredible. Obviously, like, we it had some did. bigger ones. Like, obviously, like, we had Pokemon. Uh, I mean, I like, will for say me, that, like, that's last only year... so exciting. And obviously, for a lot of other people, it's really exciting. But, like, last year you did know. feel a lot more populated than the year before when they were just smash hype the whole year. Yeah, 2018 oh, did feel kind of like a dead spot. 2019 felt a lot closer to that first year of Switch where there was just like game, 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 game. Yeah, we had like Mario Maker 2 in June, and then like every month until the end of the year, something came out. You can't expect every year to be Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. No, but certainly not. For what it was, like last year it was pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, it, July is when Fire Emblem Three Houses came out, and we're mm -hmm. still talking about that game. It's still not done. Yeah. Guys, so. well, partially, I just haven't finished it, and then we just got Byleth, right? Mm -hmm. I mean... A conversation about that game is going to go for a long time. We're just going to, yeah. Well, I still see, like, every day, like, character art from, from fan art, um, just, you know, tweets about ships from that game, all kinds of stuff. That's the one complaint that I have about that game is I really miss, like, that very, like, present, like, shipping system mm -hmm. that they had in the previous game. I understand, like, they didn't have the ability to, like, do the children right, but yeah. it would have been nice if you had, like, some unique bonuses for having, like, two characters max out the support and, like, get married. Yeah, it feels like once you hit S rank, like, nothing happens until the game ends. Well, without, like, around, like, Byleth, like, there is no really S rank support between individual units. And that was something that I didn't like. Oh, I wish yeah, I you're right. Like, it only goes up friendships to maxed out at S rank. Yeah, it goes up to A, and then, spoiler alert, the game will do the pairings for you in the epilogue. I hated waiting until the epilogue for that. Yeah, because it's all in text. <laughs> um, that said, so we're of the opinion that a Direct is on the way. That doesn't stop Nintendo from giving us some Animal Crossing stuff. So 250-plus renders of Animal Crossing villagers were put on one of the press sites, uh, and they look really good. Hmm. Not much else to say other than, like, visually they're very appealing. A lot of villagers did get, like, direct upgrades, too. Well, though, does Logan have a lot to say about it? 
Um, we watched the video together. Yeah, over we kind of just sat I haven't seen and it, so watched the know. game explain video, and they're just really pretty. They're you know they look like Animal Crossing villagers, uh, a little more so. detailed. Um, some of the new ones are really funky and cool. Uh, a lot of the old ones, yeah, they just you know little. Did little, you find a new best friend detail. yet? You know, I I think I did, except I'm not sure if it's a new best friend or a best friend that I just didn't realize existed in the universe prior. Yeah, there's just a lot of villagers in Animal Crossing. (laughs) Uh, If you saw our thumbnail for this stream... Also, shout out to Nintendon for making that video. Um, I have... I put some of the new artwork for the villager and then this other... Uh, villager, which I can't remember the name, but he is a robot bird. Oh, I looked yeah, at yeah, the yeah. thumbnail before getting on this podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> he was real cool, so that's why I put him on the thumb. Uh, and this bird will be going into my town. Robot bird's my best friend, Dibs. Um, <sighs> in addition to that, we just had an oh, advert right. that was displayed in Japan, I think, earlier today which has a new image which revealed a staircase leading from a lower part of the village to a higher part, which is not something we've had in Animal Crossing before, hmm. as well as brick paths. Ooh. So not only can you pave your path, but you can use a material on top of it. And those are both new things to Animal Crossing. I'm really excited about stairs because I hated going all the way around my village just to get up to the second level sometime. Yeah, no, they're obviously just giving people more power to customize how they want to move around their town what they want it to look like and they've kind of just gone like full like here's a blank slate go nuts Mm -hmm. and i love it yeah i mean honestly i'm really excited about the staircase because now i can like put my house on the edge of like like a cliffside and not feel weird about it because i'm not gonna be blocking myself off anymore (laughs) So that's pretty exciting. Um, and as we talked about last week, like the little things are what what's exciting in Animal Crossing. So Sprocket. I can't wait to make the uh, community name. flag for my village. Do you already have an idea for that? Oh, no, I'm just the straight community flag. Oh, <laughs> very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don, I don't, you might be able to give us some more insight on this. Um Game Explain uploaded a video. It was Steve Bowling who mentioned a picture of Kam- of Hideki Kamiya. He was sitting next to a monitor that was at 101 p.m. and on his left was a Nintendo Switch. And they're reporting that uh, Wonderful 101 is being ported to Switch and PS4, and it will be kickstarted. That is an interesting approach. Yes. Not one I expected either. Didn't they have like even a specific date when the Kickstarter was going to go live? And I think the other thing is that there's like now a Platinum Games like Kickstarter like profile too. Oh, is there? Yeah. Okay. So Platinum Games is officially on Kickstarter. So there's precedent for this. Yeah, I think (laughs) it sounds legit to me. I don't I feel like this is a game that needs another chance. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You uh, you played that, right, Brandon? I did play a little bit of it. It uh, it it's weird. It like it plays almost like a fighting game when you really break it down. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it, there's a lot of technical skill involved, it, it, which you wouldn't think so by looking at it. Uh, I would like another chance to play it. Playing it on the Wii U, I will admit, was a little cumbersome. You know, faster load times, not holding a giant gamepad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Might make the experience a little bit better. Because all the hero designs are fun and the names are funny. Um, there's a good world there, and I'd like to see them go back to it. I mean, the Switch is the Wii U redemption platform. I mean, yeah. And, I mean, even more so than that, like, have you seen, like, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but, like, some of these sales numbers. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about in that department. You did sad, and the wonderful 101 didn't even get the light of day, so... Yeah, no, it was a rough situation over on Wii U. Uh, Don says that uh, Platinum Games purchased the IP back, so some of the costs are probably going to cover that. The wonderful 101 IP. Makes sense. So uh, who knows when we'll hear more about that. I think it'd be weird like if they announced a Kickstarter and a Nintendo Direct, so I think this is something Platinum Games will just announce on their own terms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially now that Nintendo doesn't even have a stock in the IP. Yeah, and, you know, it's launching on PS4 as well, so I think there's less of a reason to have it strictly in Nintendo Direct, Mm -hmm. and I think that also drops the the chances of good old Wonder Red getting into Smash Brothers. I know he was a strangely requested character in Smash 4. For one game? With 101 characters. Uh, Nintendo says that over 15 million paid Switch Online accounts have been registered accounts that's more than i would have thought yeah so that makes up well i guess this will tie right into another thing is that uh they have achieved 52.48 million console sales so that's a fairly large percentage of users that's Especially like 20 percent like from the bottom roughly yeah you know like if mm-hmm. you think about like playstation and xbox like these services these paid online services you know go back two generations yeah so i mean the fact that nintendo's getting into it now uh that they have such a large percentage of the base uh i think it's easy to say that you know because it's so inexpensive uh that you know a lot of people you know weren't as like oh no i gotta pay for online now well do you want online 20 bucks a year is not that much if you're a family you know, you, your wife, a uh, few kids, you guys all got switches, you all want to play online, mm-hmm. 35 bucks for the family for a whole year. And included that, too, is the um, NES and SNES library games attached to that, so it gives you something value. to play. And then increasingly so, you yeah. know, we just keep getting new games. We're still going to need NES games, uh, which, you know, NES is only so exciting. SNES games, though, on the other hand, there's, you know, just a whole host of really great games. That's when the multiplayer starts to get a bit more exciting. Oh, yeah. It's like the online multiplayer is a big selling point for me specifically. So, like, getting some of those SNES games that are, like, simultaneous multiplayer and then flooding, hopefully, eventually this year into N64, you know, like... You throw some online multiplayer for those games? Absolutely. Ooh. Like, that is a... He- I would spend more money to do that. <laughs> Could we get original Smash Bros? Oh, I'm sure. That'd be right in the first wave. Be pretty cool. They can skip Mario Party 1, though, and just put 2 on there. That'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, this is true. Uh, so, some disappointing news for some, but we don't know what it means. Though, we should start taking Nintendo at face value, I think. Uh, Furukawa says, 
they have no plans to launch a new Nintendo Switch model during 2020. I'm pretty sure they say that pretty close to the reveal of any like new console. Well, it's it's they different. always say it and then they go against it. Last year they said they wouldn't have any new consoles at E3, and then we got the light announcement. Um, so I'm just I don't know. I feel like this is probably pretty definite. It's not happening this year, but he said 2020. And I think I can't get the link to open because Asana's dumb, but I believe there was something else in there that suggested that it is something that they are still actively working on. It only makes sense. Yeah. After a certain point, um, especially with, you know, PlayStation 5 already kind of, you know, both the next generation consoles are in work, so Nintendo's going to need something at some point. Well, not, I mean, we already know. Like, PS5 is going to be revealed in what? How soon? I mean, if if it and both the Xbox Series X are going to launch on holiday, it's got to be soon. I mean, Sony's not going to be at E3, but that doesn't mean they won't have their own little deal. Yeah, and then we've already got the reveal of, you know, the X-Series, and I'm pretty sure we have, like, a holiday 2020 window. We do. We do have a window for that. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if the PS5 kind of targeted the same time period. Yeah, maybe Nintendo's just feeling that confident about where they're at, Um Again, like, these are things that they'll probably already have in the works, even if they don't release them. Like, you know, they're trying things and weighing options for what's in the future. Mm -hmm. um, again, I would love to see it as just another entry in the Switch line with a lot more power. Um, yeah, I'd love to see that. But at the same time, like, they're already selling so many Switches, as is. Over 50 million. Yeah, and what that's March 2017 to we're coming up on March 2020. So yeah. within three, within three years, which is, it's mil. funny that you say that too. Cause one of the other factoids we have here, um, this comes from an analyst again, I can't get my links to open, so I can't give you more details. <laughs> um, but the switch has matched the Xbox one's total sales in 34 months. And it took the Xbox 74 months to get there. I mean, that's that's still impressive, but I'll always make the argument that, it, especially in, like, this era, do you really need an Xbox? Not to say that it's not a good console, but... I mean, even Microsoft have... is making the argument now. No, and, I mean, to, to their credit, too. Yeah. And I think they understand that, like, you know, I think they'll still sell, obviously, Xboxes. And well, it's still needed. I'm yeah, not saying no, that certainly. Not, yeah. It's certainly part of their user base, but, like, for somebody who... Uh, doesn't have an Xbox, but I have a PC. Uh, they're just starting to like, here's all those games on PC, right? They're I'm kind still, of unifying that brand. Like I, you know, which is the best possible. I finished Halo that. Reach yeah. the other day because uh, the Halo, the Master Chief, Master Chief collection. collection is Call on PC. <laughs> Sadly, only Reach so far. Um, but I finished it. And I'm ready for the next game and, you know, so on and so forth. Like, if I want to play Forza, I can play that on PC. If I want to play what was originally released as an Xbox exclusive, uh, what was the uh, Insomnia games? They just did Spider-Man. Insomniac? Insomniac. That's uh, Sunset Overdrive? Yeah, Sunset Overdrive. I don't know why I forgot that. That's been, that's been a game I've been wanting to play for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I want to, I can just pay the $5 a month uh, for Game Pass on PC and just play it there, you know, mm -hmm. um, and more. So, yeah, who needs a, 
who needs an Xbox. I mean, again, like unless you don't game on your PC and you buy an Xbox Series X, mm-hmm. um, so be it. It's still a still a decent console. And there, I mean, there's a lot of ways to play PC games on your TV too, and it's becoming a lot easier mm-hmm. with things like the you know the Steam Link and Remote Play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't do a ton of PC gaming myself, but those are incentives for me. Cause like my entertainment center and everything is downstairs and I'd much rather play down there than play over here in the studio. Um, but you know, it's giving me the opportunity to play games like resident evil seven, which I played comfortably on my TV using my steam link. And it was a great experience. 10 out of 10. Uh, so yeah, you know, I have an Xbox, <laughs> uh, going back to Nintendo a little bit. We've got the top 10 best selling switch games as of December 31st, 2019. This is good. I like uh, we're going to start from 10 and go up. So, Paul, what's your guess on number 10? What's the 10th best-selling Switch game? Give me a second. I got, I got a lot of games here to process. Go for it. Fire Emblem. Luigi's Mansion 3 at 5.37 million sales. Logan, have you looked at this at all? I have. Okay. I'll, I'll I, keep don't, I don't remember all of them, but I do remember a few. All right, number nine. See, this is what one is, I don't remember. I'll, uh, I'll ask Paul the top five, but not not you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the top five would be a I lot easier. Um, Splatoon. New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe at five point eighty five million sales. Oh shoot! Okay, so there's there's going to be some distance. So like number number eight. Number eight. Okay. Pokemon. Nintendon Meme Run 2 Mighty Number 9 Is it Pokemon Let's Go? It's Super Mario Party At 9.12 million sales We're already at Oh nine now million. it's Splatoon Now it's Splatoon 2 At 9.81 million What's number 6? Fire Emblem No Fire Emblem was not No Nick Because we crossed over Into the 10 millions Because I'm pretty sure Splatoon is like Yeah Like right up there so what was the lowest one to cross? Oh, this one. This is Let's Go. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee at 11.76 yeah. million. All right, Paul, number five. Let me just throw out some guesses, and uh, I'm not sh- I'm not sure on the order on these, but I'm going to guess Breath of the Wild's in there, Odyssey, uh, Sword and Shield, um, Mario Kart Deluxe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm surprised at the one you left out. Fireball? <laughs> <laughs> no. Which which ones did he say? He said Mario Kart 8, he yeah. said Mario Odyssey, yeah. Breath of the Wild, and Pokemon yeah. Sword and Shield. My case is all the way over here. But he left a pretty big game out of there. Give me a sec. You need a refresher? Let me see if I even... <laughs> Arms? No. Xenoblade Chronicles? No. No. Dragon Ball Xenoverse. No, this is really funny. <laughs> Myron Rabbids? No. No. I don't know. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the problem. I don't actually have a physical copy of that. Okay. I would have seen that indefinitely. You had me shocked there. <laughs> it's a um, Monday, okay? If you had to put one at number five, what would it be? Let me think of that over again. I feel like Mario Kart's going to trend higher on that. Yes. 
same thing with Pokemon. Actually, Pokemon's probably underneath Smash Brothers at this point. Um, I'm not sure how that would relate with Breath of the Wild. This is good thinking right here. Mario Odyssey is probably higher than Breath of the Wild, though. Mm, man, I like what I'm hearing. Uh, let's see. So I'm going to go um, Pokemon, Smash, um, Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart. You are so close. Isn't what Smash Bros. number two? <laughs> Smash Brothers Ultimate's number two. Okay. Everything mm-hmm. else you said was stacked in the right order. Yeah, so I think the last time I had heard Smash Brothers was like sixteen billion. It? It's seventeen point sixty eight right now. And I wasn't sure about any of the other ones. I knew what last I heard Pokemon was twelve. Yeah, the other ones are Sword and Shields at sixteen million now. Yeah, they're all in the sixteen millions. Except for Mario Kart eight, which is at twenty two point ninety six. Right. Which makes sense. It was that first like big release. Dear Lord, those numbers though. Like, okay, like obviously Mario Kart eight deluxe isn't the best selling. It is the second best selling. Mario, Mario Kart? Kart game behind Mario uh, Mario Kart Wii, uh, Super Smash Bros. Obviously, best-selling Super Smash Bros. Also, best fighting game in history. Mario Odyssey, best-selling, best-selling 3D Mario game. Yep. Uh, Breath of the Wild, best-selling Zelda game by a mile and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I believe Sword and Shield is outpacing both X and Y, and Sun and Moon. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. I mean, do we know? Because I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if it passed twenty million, which would put it up up there. Yeah. Right. I think. What's well, the best like, Pokemon game? Oh, the originals. Red and blue. That's like over thirty million. Yeah. So, but uh, this this could beat it out. Like. Yeah. No, I was like. This the, is two months worth of sales for that game. Yeah, I think it could definitely hit that. And like, you just think about like how much larger, like, just the install base is at this point than some of those. Uh, other, like I think the original Game Boy sold what? Like it was under a hundred million, wasn't it? The this the original Game Boy. Yeah, and like obviously the then we had like eighty millions. And obviously we had like other consoles sold that could sell and play, you know, some of those original games. But like, yeah, the Switch is just like Red it's building up this mass that like now all these games are just coming in hot behind it. It's it's also great to see like all of Nintendo's first party games performing this well. Specifically like when you look at games like Super Mario Party, New Super Mario Brothers U and Luigi's Mansion, the fact that these are in the top 10 games is incredible. Was this list just Nintendo in general or is it just Switch top 10 best-selling Nintendo Switch games? Okay. Cuz I was going to say I'm surprised there was like not a single third party made it's because, like, you know, the they're just so high. Those count totals are, like, incredible. Like, even, like, what, Splatoon, 9.81 million. I mean, that's only the second game in the series, and it almost hit 10 million. Don says Game Boy sold 118 million. Okay, I knew it was pretty high. I know the DS is even higher, though. The DS line. So yeah, this top ten I think is incredible. Um, one notable, one notable game that's not on here is Super Mario Maker Two. Fire Emblem. Well, and Fire Emblem. It's notable think, to me. I think it's got more legs than some of those games on the bottom. Yeah. And especially if they continue actually updating it, you know, and adding new content. Mario um, U also has like five months on it. Oh yeah. On the market, so. 
who knows? But I still think this is a great top 10. It's clearly great sign for Nintendo. They're in great shape. The Switch is an amazing, an amazing console. Yeah. It that is just a, proves it. It's good stuff. It's doing real nice. I uh, like my Switch, even though the right speaker like is kind of busted in my switch now your right speaker's busted what did you yeah do? like it's still there's a sound comes out of it but like it's not as loud as the left side i don't know what i did you didn't drop it did you i mean who knows if i dropped it it was in its case when i dropped it uh so moving on to pokemon home which finally got detailed as well as, as its pricing uh there's a free version as well as a paid version the free version actually has quite a bit of functionality. I think the only downside to it is you can only put 30 Pokemon in the app mm-hmm. if it's yeah. if you're going free. But you Pretty can limited. But you can still trade. I think you just can't create trade rooms. You can only join them as far as like the global trading station. But I believe you can still trade with your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, in the like the full premium version, up to six thousand Pokemon can be held. I mean, that's with the price point being what it is when I actually like read it correctly. It's not that bad of a price point for the amount of storage you would get. And just like generally the features that you're getting out of it, too. It has a built in national Pokedex, which is cool that you can fill out by transferring Pokemon into it. Uh, So now now players have another Pokedex to fill. Um, well, I mean, everybody out there just loves filling that national Pokedex. Everybody's yeah. so I mean, crazy for it. So you know? from what it sounds like is the true collectors will, sounds like they'll get their money's worth. I don't know. Um, you know, but for like for a full year, um, if you're a really dedicated Pokemon collector, you know, and you want to want storage for that kind of stuff, it's great. Uh, if you're more casual and you just want to, you know, save them up on uh, your own cartridge your own system and then you know trade them uh in smaller amounts in using rooms. the free yeah, version like yeah at least you can trade online in that way you know yeah so you can bring from a game and put them back in i think it will have connectivity with uh let's go pikachu and eevee sword and shield and pokemon go at a later date mm-hmm. so not right now um but i think they also said pokemon that are traded from pokemon go can't go back to Pokemon Go, which makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so for 12 months, it costs fifteen ninety nine, which is pretty steep when you compare it to Pokemon Bank, which I think was four ninety nine a year. Uh, I mean, it's approaching that Switch Online price. Yeah. That being said, again, like if you want that storage, it's not that big of a hurdle, you know. Right. And I think that's the real difference is you're gonna you're gonna get people who really want that extra storage and this and is clearly targeting like the big pokemon players absolutely uh also if you enroll in the premium plan you can transfer your pokemon from pokemon bank to pokemon home so they've made it easy to kind of migrate everything over mm-hmm. i guess at the very least i mean do they have a month to month plan there is a one month uh subscription which is 299 and a three-month, which is four ninety nine, So that's not so bad. Yeah, especially if, like, maybe your big thing is that, you know, you have a few uh, Pokemon from the last generation, you know, and you just want to bring them over, um, whatever is in your bank. But I, I imagine that people who paid for bank is going to be, you know, the same people who are going to 
you know, pay the $16 for the year subscription. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, at least they're letting, you know, people transfer from bank, you know, think about the amount of like Pokemon that are just sitting in, in there. It'd be a real headache if you couldn't. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess is like the eventual goal just to make, you know, to fill out the rest of the deck. It, like over time? Yeah. Yeah, I imagine so. I mean, we're getting 200 plus returning Pokemon in the DLC expansions later this right. year. Mm -hmm. um, now, I don't think it will necessarily happen in just Sword and Shield. I th no, yeah, certainly. I think whatever comes next will kind of close the gap on that as right. well as whatever new Pokemon that comes with. Uh, I don't know if it'll be the next generation necessarily, or maybe they'll do that with the Sinnoh remakes. Mm -hmm. um, but we won't know until 2021 at least, because as far as we know, there's no new Pokemon game this year because of the DLC, which I think is great. I think that's great Take as a well. Breather. Whenever yeah. I get around to actually purchasing and playing through Sword or Shield, probably Sword. Oh, yeah, you haven't played them yet, have nope. you? Man, <laughs> what have you been doing? Being like, poor. my two favorite games of what do you? What do you do when you're poor? <laughs> Go to McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got one last kind of major story that I want to talk about, and this news just broke today. Major story? Thank you. So I originally sourced this from IGN, um, but I'm reading this off of my Nintendo News. Retro Studios has hired the former art director at DICE, who's worked on Battlefield Five and Mirror's Edge Catalyst, as the art director at Retro Studios. We just don't know what project he's attached to, though there's a good chance that it's well, Metroid Prime. Outside of Metroid Prime, do we know any of their projects? We No. I mean, we don't know <laughs> necessarily like if they're working on more than one, I think is what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. Um but it, it's probably just a big chance that he is working on Metroid Prime 4. Um, I would hope so. I mean, we've been waiting, and then they, like, were like, hey, we're just going to start over. We're going to just trash it, just hit the delete button, and just go from bottom, bottom to top, okay? And so hopefully... You know, this is, okay, we're letting Retro Studios develop. Hey, you guys seem like you're a little understaffed because uh, you guys haven't been working on things in a <laughs> while. Uh, you might want to might wanna hire people, and it seems like they've been doing a lot of that recently. Yeah. So um, I don't, you know, I don't want to speculate how far along into development uh, they are in that game, but I would say we are in it for the long haul. Yeah, for sure. Also, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Joni Lungstedt? Sure. Okay, well, <laughs> hopefully. Just say it with confidence, and uh, someone will yell at us about it later. Probably. <laughs> a deep. So I think he's a great voice. fit, too, because like, clearly he's worked on more realistic-focused games like the Battlefield franchise, um, but also with the stylistic franchise like Mirror's Edge. And that's exactly the kind of blend you want in Metroid Prime. So I think Metroid Prime is going to come out looking pretty dang swell once we finally get to see it. I'm nervous for One it. Day. Are you? I, I am. I'm, I'm nervous for any game that takes this long. I mean, I think... We know why it's taking long, though, because they had to, you know, 
start from scratch necessarily. Uh, no, obviously, and then also gives Retro Studios something to do. I want Retro Studios to knock this out of the park. I do. I know. I want it to minute. be good. Yeah. I want to believe. Um, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze came out in like what, 2014? Yeah. Well, after the rumor of them like shutting down, like yeah, please guys, knock this out of the park. We want you to stay in business. Yeah, Please. I think that's my big thing is like, you know, it sounds like they had some issues here in the last few years and they were able to get a good, really great game out of it, you know. Um, but like, again, like I don't want this to feel like shoehorned, you know, like take their time with it. But like also don't let it stew and don't let it die. You know, I don't think this is going to be like a Duke Nukem forever. You know, a game yeah. that takes eons to come out and ends up being well, kind and then of that's subpar. why it was it was encouraging to me to see that they were just like, you know, we're just gonna scrap it and start over. You know, start over fresh, uh, without all the maybe crap that was getting in the way before. I think Nintendo too, like, you know, for for all the crap they get, they are smart. They know mm -hmm. what they're doing, um, and you know, we've had the backlash from Metroid Prime Federation Force, and even a little bit of backlash with. Um, Samus Returns just mm -hmm. because it was a 3DS game. So Nintendo clearly understands where the Metroid fans are right now and mm -hmm. maybe that was partly the motivation for saying, alright, we need to start over because this is not going to work out. Because yeah. they don't want to let Metroid fan fans down a, you know, a second time after so long. This is definitely like a key place to get it right. Yeah. Now that's not to say that Metroid Samus Returns wasn't great because it was, but also... It was a 3DS game. It was a 3DS game. I feel like that's like the anthem of, of last year is like, why are these things still here? Like, I don't, I mean, at this point, my 3DS is, you know, mainly just dead. Every once in a while, I'll go back and play some smaller games that I haven't finished. But like, it's mostly just playing on my Switch. I want to play everything on my Switch. Dark's Flame, yes, I do believe they they did do the port themselves from Tropical Freeze from Wii yeah. U to Switch, yeah. yes. So then they found a, they've touched the Switch before. Yes, they've done a little <laughs> bit of switching. <laughs> um, so that's like the last major story for this week, and I think we're all just kind of waiting with bated breath for the next Nintendo Direct and the dump of information on Animal Crossing. Yeah, I want it. I want it real bad. I was looking up like. Like, I don't look up merch for a lot of things. I try to not buy a lot of things, but I was thinking about getting some Animal Crossing plushes because I saw a listing for some new ones. Uh, so Target I, also has a pre-order bonus, which is a nice, like, New Horizons-themed journal. Yeah. But I'm going to buy this game digitally because I want it to always be available to me. I mean, yeah. I, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you're never going to want to take it out, and then it's always going to be on that Switch. Um, unless, of course, you transfer Switches. but Which will probably happen in my lifetime if a Pro ever comes out. I'm actually running out of space on my uh, SD cards. This is what I opted to get physically. <laughs> okay. See, I got Smash physically, and it just stays on my Switch all the time now. That's why I bought Smash digitally. digitally. Yeah. <laughs> How big is your SD card? Like 200 gigs. Okay. I have so a 256 I still have room to grow, gig. But yeah. Yeah, I need to buy a new one. I've had to delete some software lately, and I hate doing that. I need to play through the Storm games. That's that's the biggest. I think it's like 17 gigs. It's such a big game, yeah. I need to just play that, delete that, and then I'm good for a while. <laughs> uh, 
so as far as playing games, like for me, it's really just been Smash Brothers and also playing video games on other platforms. <laughs> we're in we're in that lull in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I decided to go back and start playing um, World of Light again. I don't know why, but I've been you know, you're plowing through it. Yeah, I'm trying to get that done. Hopefully, I can get that done tonight and then play a little bit of Kakarot before you know weekend's over. But Kakarot. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of a roomy rumor from a data mine earlier today that Beerus and Weiss are going to be in the game, which you see. Might spill it into super a little bit, but that's not on a Nintendo platform, so sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, so I, we, we apologize. So here's we kind of the... We would like to apologize. <laughs> here's kind of the layout of things, I guess, uh, for the rest of the week, depending on how things go. So like, if a direct happens, we'll do everything in our power to do a live reaction. It'll probably not be... I don't know, like, lately we've not been broadcasting the reaction, we've just been recording them and uploading them afterwards, I think that works better for us. Um, Yeah, you can cut out all the extra stuff too. But depending Um, on, like, the content that's in it, we might do, like, an emergency discussion, and then, um, you know, like, just have the regular podcast at the end of the week. Just depends on how it all goes. We'll let you guys know uh, as it happens. But uh, I firmly believe that we'll have a direct announcement on Tuesday. I hope mm. you're right. If not Monday, try to change oh, it up. Yeah, Monday maybe. to Wednesday as opposed to Tuesday to Thursday. Work is light for us on, on Thursday. So, like, if it happens on Thursday, that's preferable. <laughs> Either way, uh, we'll be getting that information. Yeah. So uh, make sure to tune in to the Break Room Arcade. You can follow me at Baba Babs. You can follow Logan at Loggy Doves. You can follow Paul at Gunnysaurus. You can follow us as a collective at Break Room Arcade. These are the four sources where you're going to find all your information about what we're up to. But if you want more into our personal lives and what we like to do, join our Discord server. Yeah, join our Discord server. Yeah, join our Discord server. <laughs> yeah, Paul. quiet <laughs> subscriber who has watched our production many times and just hasn't said anything. I believe in you. Join we love Discord. you. You don't even have to say anything if you don't want, but I we encourage you to. I don't know your name, but I already feel a connection. At the very least, go to my Twitter and look at all of my Lego creations that I'm going to keep building. <laughs> it's good stuff. I like Legos. So, uh... <laughs> want to get some sets. <laughs> Make sure you like the video and subscribe <laughs> to the YouTube channel. Man, this has been one heck of an episode, let me tell you. Um, and follow us on podcast sources because you can listen to us pretty much anywhere you want. We're on uh, Stitcher. We're on Spotify. Yes. We're Google on Play, yes. Apple Podcast. We're on Yes. Um, on, yeah. It would, it. It's a huge favor to us if you leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts because it bumps us up in the old search bar, and we would really appreciate that. Um, we are at five stars last time I checked, so Shoot, we're that good. So thanks, guys. Um, but it's I think that's about it for now. So we Paul. will talk back at you next week on Nintendo stuff. So until then, don't break your backs. Break in the games. Get eight hours of sleep. It's really important. See you next time.